like, yeah, welcome in, welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wake up this morning, uh, what is this, February 9th, woke up probably about 4.30, look at my phone, and <laughs> boy, I was shocked. And uh, we're going to get to that in just a minute, but before we do, you know what time it is. Uh, if you've already done it here on YouTube, please go ahead, click that subscribe, that like, that notification bell, so you can be aware and up to date when new content drops. Um, if you uh, want the audio only version of the podcast, you know what to do. Open up your audio podcast platform, type in the format podcast in the search bar and uh, go ahead and subscribe there. Please give us that five star review and uh, make sure that uh, you leave us a comment on YouTube or on your audio podcast platform. All that stuff helps us rise in the algorithm, helps more sports fans find us, helps us find more sports fans. Now, let's get to it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like I said, woke up this morning, checked my phone and saw a bombshell trade happen last night. So let's back up a second before we get to that. All right. Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets. What are you doing? All right. So for the second time in 10 years, you have completely rebooted after making big moves to get Hall of Fame level talents that you thought would carry to championship. What am I talking about? Uh, back in 2013, former owner Mikhail Prokhorov authorized a deal, which basically sent a haul to Boston to get Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to come to Brooklyn, hopefully bring them a championship, same way they did for the Celtics. Okay, that didn't work out, and the Celtics ended up winning that deal and getting the picks, which got them uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. So anyway, fast forward 10 years, and the Nets are starting all over again. So what? Three years ago now, um, the Nets try to put it all together. They bring in, they wanted Kevin Durant in free agency, but Kevin Durant made it clear that him and Kyrie Irving are a package deal. So Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant come in, later they get James Harden. So they've got a big three. The big three seems to have been the way to go to win championships, right? Boston starts it with uh, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. And then, of course, Miami puts together the uh, the big three down there with the Heatles, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, right? And so then, of course, you see Golden State, who most of their talent is homegrown. But then after that, they bring in Kevin Durant, common denominator Kevin Durant, right? They bring in Kevin Durant, win championships there. So all these teams so far have won championships, putting these big threes together. So uh, sports is copycat. All these GMs trying to save their job, trying to make more money, owners trying to make more money. So all these teams are trying to put together big threes to win championships. So now it's Brooklyn's turn. Clearly it doesn't work out. Now, let me back you up for a second, okay? If you remember, um, I try not to call names on this podcast, but if you know me, number one, you know I'm a Celtics fan. But besides that, um, I've been watching Kyrie Irving pretty much since he came into the league. And I've said this on more than one occasion, and I'm gonna say it here. It's not cool to call people names, but I got to say it how it is. Kyrie Irving is a cancer. Everywhere he's been, the situation has melted down and they've ended up being better without him. Okay, so um, he's in Cleveland. That's not working out. LeBron comes back. They end up winning a championship, but then the relationship gets toxic there. He wants to be out from under LeBron. Um, the reports come out that he's gone weeks at a time without speaking to teammates. Like, that's terrible. Then he goes to Boston. He thinks he's found his home. He's supposed to be the leader, help bring a championship there. Uh, he gets hurt and the Celtics end up going to the Eastern Conference Finals and are like seven minutes away from winning the East and going to the NBA Finals. Without him, he comes back there worse. All right. So then that becomes problematic. He ends up leaving there, ends up in Brooklyn. 
we saw the myriad of issues that ended up happening in Brooklyn. Um, his unreliability to show up for work, his, uh, you know, uh, his suspension for uh, tweeting out a link to a film which uh, contained anti-Semitic propaganda, all of that. Um, then he wants the fully guaranteed four-year, $200 million deal. Brooklyn doesn't want to give it to him. They offer him a deal, but there's a number of incentives in, enclosed in the deal. He says, no, I'm not having that. Trade me. So you came there to Brooklyn to play for the Nets, the teams you grew up loving, because you're a Jersey guy, Kyrie Irving. You grew up loving the Nets. You want to play there. You're home, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. You got your best friend, Kevin Durant, there with you. Okay, cool. You cause all this trouble. You come back, and then you demand a trade. Interesting. So um he gets traded to the dallas mavericks earlier this week okay that's done and now the brooklyn nets worried about how all of this is going to affect kevin durant quick side note i wouldn't have been worried kevin durant just signed um he just signed an extension uh before this past season so he's got four years this is his first year of a new four-year deal so i probably wouldn't have done it just out of principle if i'm the nets ownership because again, you've heard me say this before, man, these NBA players have too much power. And I think it's it's causing uh, the NBA leadership in terms of uh, franchise owners and organizations a lot of difficulty. But anyway, that's a whole different story. And again, that genie's out of the bottle, toothpaste is out of the tube. I don't know how you take that power back once you've given it, but that's, uh, that's a different discussion for a different day. So anyway, um, uh, now the Brooklyn Nets are worried about how this trade is going to affect Kevin Durant and they have an opportunity to recoup what they feel was the best possible deal for him. Because remember, Kevin Durant had already demanded a trade last summer and they said they weren't gonna do it. They end up bringing him back and now he's injured. And so here come the Phoenix Suns calling, the Phoenix Suns put a deal together and he is now a Phoenix Sun. This was the crazy thing. I woke up this morning, Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. So in exchange for Kevin Durant, the Nets will receive forwards Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, and Jay Crowder, along with four first-round picks and the right to swap another first-round pick. Um, the Suns will also get forward TJ Warren from the Nets. So this is a complete and total rebuild for the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know. I, I don't think this is going to pan out well for them because, <clears throat> excuse me, even though they got the four first-round draft picks, first-round picks in the NBA are not the same gold. <laughs> They're not worth the same capital at all as first round picks in the NFL. They're just not. And we often see that pretty much outside the lottery, those guys don't pan out. And even the lower end of the lottery, those guys generally don't pan out in terms of being uh, difference makers in the future. Now you might get lucky and get one and you, and you got four of them. So I guess you feel like that was the best possible deal you could get. But this, this completely shakes up the balance of the NBA. And now we're really going to see what the West is about. Um, when Steph Curry gets back from injury, we're going to see what the Warriors are about because now you have a three-headed monster in uh, Phoenix because you got Devin Booker, who's an elite scoring guard. Of course, you got Kevin Durant, who's an elite scoring small forward, one of the greatest scorers of all time um, in terms of his skill set, his ability to put the ball in the basket. And of course, you have Chris Paul, who is an absolutely elite distributor, um, 10,000 plus career assists. So uh, how this is going to work out is is about to be crazy. And I'll tell you, it's going to make for a very interesting Western Conference playoff because now you have uh, Luka and Kyrie down in Dallas. And remember, the Dallas Mavericks were in the conference finals, I believe, last year. So you've got that going on. Um, obviously, the Lakers aren't really 
in the uh, in the mix unless they do something ridiculous. I, I thought I saw something about LeBron wanting the Lakers to basically uh, try to get a hold of Damian Lillard before the trade deadline today. I don't I don't know if that was just humorous or if that was real, but knowing LeBron's track record, I'm, I'm sure it was put out there. Um, the likelihood of it, probably minimal. I think Damian Lillard's making like $60 million this year. So the likelihood of that actually happening is minimal, but um, hey, you never know. Although, speaking of that, real quick side note, uh, I think yesterday or last night, uh, Lakers traded Russell Westbrook to Utah. And uh, who they get back? D'Angelo Russell. And, you know, so that's a guy that they've been wanting, wanting to get rid of, which, again, very funny to me because what? LeBron, you wanted him there. Now you want him out. He's gone. <laughs> but anyway, to, this is not about LeBron, and today's not the day to be going in on LeBron. But anyway, uh, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. This is crazy. So you have Kyrie and Luka in Dallas. You have um, KD, CP3, and Devin Booker in Phoenix. Of course, you have the defending champ, Golden State Warriors. You have upstart Sacramento Kings, who probably aren't going to be a real threat to anyone, but maybe can give somebody a strong six or seven game series in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other teams. But the point is, uh, the West is now going to be a lot more interesting, a lot more competitive. And uh, I think it's also fair to assume that LeBron will not get his fifth championship. I mean, he probably wasn't going to get it anyway, but he's definitely not going to get it now. But it's just so amazing to see that the Brooklyn Nets, you know, what, 18 months ago, uh, a year and a half ago, had James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, and uh, Kyrie Irving, and were primed to be the, the elite team in the Eastern Conference. And now all that has gone to rubble and they're in the midst of a complete and total rebuild. So uh, what's going to happen now in the NBA? And I'll tell you what, with the Nets no longer being a threat, that pretty much clears the deck for Boston and Milwaukee to be clearly the two best teams in the East. Now, I know Philadelphia probably takes umbrage to that uh, with James Harden playing really well, even though under the radar. And of course, uh, Joel Embiid being a major player for the MVP race, but just don't think they have enough to be able to beat either one of those teams in a seven game series. But again, uh, you never know how it's going to play out. That's why they play the games. But yeah, this Kevin Durant thing is crazy. Um, trade deadline is today, Thursday. I want to say like 3 p.m. Eastern time, maybe 2 p.m. somewhere in there. But uh, I, I don't know if there's any other big moves to be made, but this one is nuts and uh, the NBA is nuts. And you know what? Obviously, everything that's going on in the NBA this week they love it, right? The Kyrie Irving trade, LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record, and then the Kevin Durant trade, because this is Super Bowl week, and they've been able to take just a little bit of attention away from the number one league in terms of popularity in the uh, in in our country. So, um, yeah, the NBA has stolen a little bit of shine from uh, from the NFL, and I know they love that. <laughs> Adam Silver. He, he probably won't say to Roger Goodell because you don't want to start a war with that guy because the NFL will stomp you into dust. But um, he he loves that this has been able to happen. So three huge things in terms of media attention, sports media coverage and discussion happened in the NBA this week. And uh, he's pretty happy about that. And so, yeah, that's all I got. So um, what I want to know from you in the comment section, how do you think this move is going to shake up the West? How do you think it shakes up the NBA? Do you think there's other big moves to follow? Uh, leave that in the comment section. Uh, can't wait to hear from you. And I'm out. Peace.